back to back. Good to see you back, well, James. Back. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we this is like the quickest turnaround time we've ever done, haven't we? In terms of because this is literally the next night of filming another podcast. Indeed, IJ. Indeed. Is this what it feels like to do this as like full time work? You reckon? I guess so. But it's, it's good because I enjoy it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same, same. No, it's always good. But uh, as usual, uh, I want to switch things up with our kind of intro. What are something that you're, what's your obsessions lately? My you have obsessions. Any, any obsessions at the moment? At the moment, I've been looking at, I've been looking at cameras a lot. Oh. Um, I've been looking at videos on like photography, videography, Ooh. things like that. Yes, nice. Um, you, you, you looking to get back into it? I'm thinking about it. Oh, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yes. So in the future, if I ever get asked to do a wedding, I can really <laughs> count on your equipment, right? <laughs> Unlike our, <laughs> the other wedding we did. No. no, that was good though. What about what about your obsessions? I have two obsessions. My first obsession is at the moment I love drinking more than two liters of water every day. I've just I just started doing that like two months ago, and I already can feel the difference in terms of like just general health. So I've been drinking more than two li- liters every day uh. and it's become a thing where like, I feel anxious if I don't. So I like very much so will look for my bottle. Yeah, this is why I have a bottle with me now everywhere. Do you, do you feel like you have to go visit the um, bathroom more often though? Um, I think I go a healthy amount. I think it's good that I uh. am going more than usual because yeah. you're supposed to go at least six times a day naturally, uh-huh, uh-huh. but it's not as bad as I thought. Uh-huh. I've had a couple close calls at night where I will wake up abruptly. I'm like, oh, I need to go. And oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because I think I drank water too late into the day or uh. late at night. And so before I slept without peeing. So anyway, it's one of those situations. And my other obsession has been going to the park and reading the Bible. How, how's that been? <laughs> That silence was so <laughs> no, it's been good, it's yeah. been good. Um, <laughs> it's like a double healing, like spiritually and like visually, like, oh. yeah, 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 that's exactly what it feels like. Um, yeah. just nice to enjoy the weather. I think, um, it's just a nice change because normally before when I would do QT, it's just in my room alone, and I was like, why don't I go outside? Like, it's such yeah. a nice day, why don't I spend time with the Lord in His creation, so to speak? And, yeah. and yeah, it's just been nice. So today I just drove up the road, found a park bench, sat in the sun and just read and with, prayed. With a cup of coffee. Yeah. Oh no, I don't drink coffee, but uh, oh. I just, uh, I just, no, I just had the word. Yeah. The last time I went, I went to the city and I did that. I found like a place to sit and I drank and ate some food while I was reading. And I was like, oh, normally I don't. <laughs> Do that. Our guests are getting restless. They both like squatted at the same time, which was really weird and distracting from even my peripheral reason. But anyway, speaking of, yeah, but that's my obsessions at the moment. But interesting. Um, We have another jam packed episode. Uh, Not one, but two two guests. So before then, you've been listening to the King's Army podcast. We'll be right back.
Well, 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 IJ. Yes, sir. Do we have a treat tonight? We do. We do. Two, I feel weird saying this, but scrumptious treats. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you, you set me up for that. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Let's welcome our two guests for today. The two Goliaths of One Family Church. Let's welcome Adrian and Minshik Boy. Woo! Round of applause. Round of applause. <laughs> Put the dog down. <laughs> As you can see, they are two scrumptious treats. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, 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 boys. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the podcast arena. How are you guys feeling? Feeling good. Oh. Mm. I like that. What about you, Adrian? Yeah, same. 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 <laughs> By the way, our video our sponsor for today's video is Maxim White Gold. Um White Gold. Yes. Not silver, but gold. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Let's get straight into it. Let's crack. Break the ice. Yes, yes. These next nine questions are this or that questions. So I'm going to ask you this or this, and you have to choose one or the other. Do I have to say it together? No, you, you can go. We'll just go one at a time. Ah, okay. All right. Question one. Would you be 188 centimeters tall and skinny or... 156 centimeters tall and super toned. You're already the first one. <laughs> I'm not skinny. Or Minshik. Nah. <laughs> well, well, thank, I was watching Oztag and then the guy on the other team kept calling oh, Adrian yeah. skinny. <laughs> I heard that. Guy. But they just, they do that to um, just get into your head. But. Oh, but it was just Adrian. <laughs> Anyways. Focus on um, the question. <laughs> Minshik, focus on the question. Ready to pounce. I'll be 188. 188 and skinny. Same. 188. Okay. Question two. Would you be forever bad at volleyball or be extremely bad at volleyball for $10,000 today? You can, you're forever bad for volleyball from today, but you receive the $10,000. Or would you be extremely good at volleyball? How good is extremely good? Like Olympic level. Oh yeah, I'd then you have to go. No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's just say Adrian, Adrian level. It's not that great, so I'll take the ten thousand dollars <laughs> and just be suck. You just suck at volleyball for the yeah, rest of your I'm life. Yeah, pivot to Oztag. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say. <laughs> All right, what about you, Michik? You're only good at one sport. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. You'll pivot. Oh, I don't know. Like I enjoy volleyball, so like ten thousand is. Well, you got swimming. No, but like basketball. actively, actively, like volleyball is the only active thing I'm doing, and so, so yeah, choose volleyball. It's not worth, yeah, I'd stay. Okay, be Olympic level. Nice. All right. Next question. Question three. I asked this question to Tom yesterday. I want to hear your guys' perspective. Would you guys get married at 18 years old or 40 years old? 18 or 40. 40. Wow. Minshik says 40. Minshik says 40. Ooh. Oh, 
actually, wait, wait, wait. Well, you're married at 18. Oh, 18. wait, wait. Oh. I, What's your reasoning if wait. you were saying 40? Oh, no, no. I was thinking like, you know what? Nah, I think 18. 18. I, I said 40 because like, I just assumed like you'd have kids upon marriage. You get married at 40 or you get married at 18. Yeah, so, so yeah, i probably go 18. 18. I think, yeah, 18. What's the explanation, boys? Um, why would I want to get married? <laughs> <laughs> you chose it as a fresh gut instinct. You chose it quicker than me. I don't know. I feel like <clears throat> I'd rather spend my life with someone or a partner earlier than rather later. Mm. Okay. If it's too late at 40. Because you never know. You might not live that long. Mm. Mm. That's true. Mm. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alrighty then. <laughs> Question four. Would you rather eat seafood or meat? For the rest of your life. Seafood. Meat. Actually, no meat. <laughs> Copycat. Wow. This guy no, 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 so no. relying on Adrian. Oh, my, oh, my. <laughs> my first answer is not always the right answer. Okay. Usually, yeah. it's the, isn't it the other way around? Yeah. Like no, your, no, no. Your first I love seafood, but it's just not a, like, it's not a vibe option, like, just for the rest of my life. If you guys are watching this and you guys, are, you guys plan on getting um, Minchik a birthday gift... Getting like a salmon cake. Nah, my real friends would wouldn't get me that cake. Salmon cake. <laughs> was that an in thing or was that an in joke? What, what dynamic was that? You're his Bible study leader. I thought you would like add All something. Right, to next anyway, question, next question. <laughs> would you rather smell bad for the rest of your life or always be busting to go to the toilet for the rest of your life? So every ten minutes, you're like, oh, sorry guys, I gotta go to the toilet. Is this taking a dump or is this pissing? Just pissing. Ah, uh, then yeah, bust, busting to go to the toilet every ten minutes. You so uh, you're going. So you have no idea how bad smell is. But like, think about how uncomfortable you are when you're always rushing to go to the toilet. You're on a say you're on a road trip. You're going to inland missions, right? <laughs> and then nah, like every ten minutes you have to tell the driver, sorry, <laughs> go to the toilet. And then everyone's like, oh, minching. I can avoid those situations, but if, if I smell, um, it's uncomfortable for everyone. Mm. Whereas if I'm always busting to go to the toilet, I'm just, I'm the only one that's uncomfortable. But people just get used to your smell though. Nah, that's not how it works, bro. Oh, what about you, Adrian? Can you cover the smell with Dio or perfume? Oh, but like, you go, it comes back. It comes back. How bad are we talking? Like, when you pass, you walk by me, I'm like, oh, this guy. <laughs> so it's like noticeable. Oh. B.O. Nah, I'll go to the toilet every 10 minutes. Okay, the boys like to smell good. Yeah, that's See? what they're saying. They will Alrighty. sacrifice bladder comfort. Question six. Apartment or farmhouse? Apartment. Apartment. Mm. That's smart. That's smart. Question seven. Dog or cat? Dog. Cat. Oh. Adrian, the cat guy. Shout out to my cat. Oh, oh he has a cat. That's why. What's your cat's name? Bella. Bella. Oh. <laughs> Bella. Question eight: Chicken or beef? Beef. Chicken. Interesting. Interesting. Protein. For the rest of your life. Yeah, protein intake. It's got highest protein 
Yeah, man. It's all about the protein. Music. Unbelievable. Even lift weights, dude. <laughs> <laughs> question nine. Our final question. McDonald's or Hungry Jacks? Ooh. Hungry Jacks. Yeah, Maccas. <laughs> but the burger, I like the burgers better at Hungry Jacks. You can't say that, man. You have that to doesn't work. Five Maccas, Maccas, Maccas. You have to be faithful to one. That's the game. Yeah, Maccas. That's the game. That's the game. What, what would you choose, RJ? Hungry Jacks. Hungry Jacks. Hungry Jacks. I love Indeed. the burgers. Burgers are better at Hungry Jacks. Indeed. What about you? Always Hungry Jacks. Mm. Outlier. Well, oh, well, well. Look at the big picture. <laughs> Safe to say that the ice has been broken. Broken. The um, our next question though is more of a sentimental one, I guess. What has been a Bible passage or verse, or how has God been speaking to each and every one of you throughout the past couple of weeks or months? For me, I feel like my one might be a common one. I'm gonna pull it up real quick. So my one mm-hmm. is one for. Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I think these days I've kind of been, I want to say at a low point, but maybe just a bit distracted by the noise in society, just like working and finishing off uni right now. But for me, um, I've realized that praying, I've been starting to pray a lot. And I just guess that, yeah, just um, understanding and knowing that everything is in God's hand and it's in his will and that everything happens in his plan and purpose. So, yeah, um, I think also we shouldn't just pray to God about the good things that happen in our lives and also praying to him in desperate times. But mm. we should also... um. Yeah, just pray whenever, just like a friend, talk to, talking to him like a friend, like a father, and sharing every moment of our lives. And yeah, hopefully just bring glory to his name and yeah, and just building the relationship. So I started praying in my car, which I felt like has been a game changer. Oh, I don't know what it is, but just me, myself in the car, just talking aloud mm. has been hitting the spot. But probably people from the outside probably think I'm crazy. Because like, what's this guy saying? <laughs> Full on uh, praise and worship in there. No, it looks like it, it can come across as normal. It just looks like you're talking to someone on the speaker. True. That's what I tell myself whenever mm. I pray like that with my eyes open while I drive. <laughs> I'm like, it looks like I'm talking <laughs> to someone on the phone. So it's not that anyway. Yeah. Oh, thanks for sharing. Right. Minsik, do you have something? Um, my one's also similar. Just, with, you know, with prayer. So my, my copycat. <laughs> this episode is called Minchig is a copycat. <laughs> okay. My mine's Matthew six six. Okay. Oh. Um which is like um yeah, it, so it's um like praying to your father in secret. I don't fully memorize it, but yeah. like yeah, praying to your father in secret and he'll see you in secret and reward you. Um I don't know, I'm just like, always so used to praying in groups, like small groups at church. Um, and like, I don't know, the dinner setting, but then for some reason I'm not really praying by myself as much. Um, and when I'm in those like big groups, I don't really pray about like 
personal things because um, I'm just a bit like you know like sometimes you just don't want to like break the mood like I don't know everyone's having a good time and then you just start praying in the group about like you know personal things mm. so yeah like if I'm just you know by myself I find a lot of comfort in those sort of prayers um, yeah so this verse kind of reminds me of that which is also kind of related to my testimony as well so it's a very strong verse for me Mm. Looking forward to hear a bit more about that later. Mm. But thanks for sharing. So good. Uh, for me, uh, like, uh, yeah. So today, like I said, I went to the park, and I was, uh, like I said in the previous episode, which was yesterday, I um continuing reading through the Psalms, and today I read through, uh, the the Psalm that stuck out to me was Psalm eighteen. Uh, verses 28 to 30 where and the context of this passage is basically king david uh writing praise um to the lord as um he's describing how the lord delivered him from his enemies and also delivered him from the then king saul that was after him and so i found these verses really impactful verse 28 to 30 where it says you lord keep my lamp burning my god turns my darkness into light With your help, I can advance against troops. With my God, I can scale a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. Yeah, and I I found that, like, out of all, because it's a really long psalm. It's like like 50 verses long, but out of that whole entire psalm, those verses stuck out. And um, I think because you really is a verse that gives me a lot of hope because it tells me that God is a God that shields and protects those who come to him. And it also gives me hope in in the future because um, his ways are perfect. And I think those really stuck out to me because when I think about situations, I, I don't get as disillusioned or discouraged because at the end it's God that's in control and God that has... Um, the perfect plan and so when things seem to not go the way I want or things are frustrating or I feel the sense of injustice I can always rely on God's word and his character where this passage directly says he is the God that has ways that are perfect and so yeah I just found that really helpful and one last bit I felt like this verse totally in the New Testament has been popping up in my head a lot lately um, and it's Luke 23 to 24. And he said to, so this is Jesus talking. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. And so I think that's a great passage that that reminds me of the daily process of putting your flesh to death and denying yourself and bearing your cross and so again um yeah i felt like god has really been highlighting that passage in my heart these last couple of months just keeps popping up and i'm like okay i'll keep denying myself yeah those are the passages for me thank you for me um yeah today like coming back home from work tonight like i was driving back i don't know why but i was thinking about my dad and then i was thinking about the things he would say and I remember a sermon that he shared when he came to Australia. 
he was talking about how he got so caught up in ministry and he um he realized like he was kind of putting aside worship and placing ministry at first as a as a first priority and like he got kind of um challenged by by that and i think that's also like a one area in my life that i think is i am challenged by nowadays how i could be doing a lot of things say um getting involved in church whether it is whether it is like graceland or like small groups um but at the end of the day i think more than the movement itself i think my heart posture should also be right and i think a bible verse that i was reminded by is just psalms chapter two or psalms Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. I think what I, like the content that I intake is also important. And if I'm not reading the Bible or like intentionally praying in the morning, what's the other thing that I go to? It's like social media or like just the usual like Spotify app or you know, and I think it really impacts how I feel and move or do anything throughout the throughout the day. So I'm challenged to really, even if it takes just 30 minutes, just to put aside the time and, and yeah, really place His word and praying as a priority. But that's that's me. Mm. Thanks for sharing. Oh, that was good. What is that fake? Mm. What was that? No, no, not fake. <laughs> I, know, I just don't know. Is that how he responds in your small group? I you lead him. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just giving him some flack. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's good to see you, boys. Can you guys get closer to the mic, though? Yeah. No. So it brings us to the next part of tonight, and that is the area of how do we know you guys? As every episode, how do we know you guys from one family? church one family church indeed yes where where is one family church sorry to be factory street granville and, and what time is, is the service 15 what time is the three o'clock oh oh you went you went 24 hours okay wow that's cool, fancy bro. catch my drift damn what a <laughs> military-esque response no one's ever said that everyone always says 3 p.m you're the first person oh Ever to say fifteen hundred, but that's good. That's different. It's different. Yes, we know each other because we are all church brothers at one family church, to be Factory Street, Granville. <laughs> oh no, I was gonna say Granville. And oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, you missed your chance. Anyway, <laughs> so yes, we we all go to that church. Uh, I guess uh, we can safe to say we've gotten to know each other for the last couple of years. Or months even uh but yeah let's uh, i just want to bring it down there what was your first impressions let's start with the two guests what were your first impressions of each other let's go let's go how did you guys meet actually i'm curious about that story my memory is pretty bad so i have a okay. hard time recalling but from my memory i first met minshik in high school high school days we we're playing sport and i was friends with my mate yumin and then yumin kind of introed minshik to me and i saw him when we we're playing tuesday sport for volleyball how old are you guys 
Well, probably like year, year ten, year nine. Oh, that that late? I was thinking like year eight. Or year nine? Oh yeah, no year nine, year ten. I, did, I didn't know you mean till like year ten. Oh, okay, then year ten. Yeah, apparently um, knew me before. But and then yeah, I just saw this guy playing volleyball, talking to you, mean. I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but we didn't really talk at that time. We kind of just said hello and we kind of knew each other. When did you guys start interacting? And leaving an impression on each other when you came to church. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. okay. Me, um, yeah, it was. Now, so when he, you mean introduced us, I thought his name was Aiden. <laughs> so I was like, "Hey, Aiden, nice to meet you." And then, like, I don't know if he, I don't know, he kind of gave me like the look, like, like you know, how Adrian just wrong. looks intimidated to yes. everyone. Yeah, like, intimidating. Sorry. Yeah. So I was like, I was a little scared. <laughs> And then we versed each other in volleyball. Um, and it, it, we were playing mixed volleyball. So it was like boys and girls. Yeah. And then this guy just smashed the volleyball <laughs> in the girl's face. And then she got knocked out. And then she were like, went on the ground. And she didn't like, she didn't stand up for like 10 seconds. <gasps> she legit. <laughs> like I hit her on the forehead. Yeah. And then she kind of like, kind of like dazed, kind of out of it. And then went to take take it to the side, and I think she went sick bay. I think after that. Yeah, and then um, she quit volleyball that day. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I you know I don't blame her. You know, volleyball to the face from Adrian must be painful. <laughs> you know, you know what I say, dog. Like after they did that, usually people would be like, "Oh, like yeah, you're right, are oh, you yeah. right?" But then like all of right secondary were like, "Oh." <laughs> Oh, so you guys went to the same school? No, no, no we versed no. each other. Like oh, Con- yeah. So I went to Concord um, in that time. Yeah. And then right secondary. Right secondary. And then we went to Concord to I play um, Tuesday sport. But you, uh, Yumin and you went to the same school. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yumin uh, and I are same yeah. school, oh, same so grade. And then you, Yumin from church. Was yeah, it? yeah. Okay, so that was how you guys got connected. And then you said church. I'm in sick, your impression of him at church. Oh, uh, he came to camp in year 11. And then, um, yeah, Yumin invited him. And that's when we, I guess, started talking a bit more. And he just kept coming after camp. So I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> Good chat. Did you, were you intimidated or you just found him like, oh, yeah, he's nice? He looks intimidating because of like sharp, sharp features. But then I'm like, oh, this guy's nothing. <laughs> How do you respond to I'm that, Adrian? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I said I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like a puppy, dude. <laughs> cowering. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Now, when I first came to church, I just saw this Minshik guy and I was like, oh, this guy, Concord boy. Concord <laughs> boy. But then we didn't really talk much, but my first impression was just like, I don't know, kind of kind of shy. He was like a shy boy, introverted-ish. Didn't really think much. Just like, oh yeah, another Korean. Another Korean. Okay, now let's move to the section. Because, you know, I'm your small group leader and James is Minsik's small group leader. Let's let's go through, through that dynamic. So, Minsik, do you remember your first impression of James? And um I, I think I think mine was high school camp, but I don't know what year I was in. I just remember James being there. What what grade what grade well, how old are you? How old are you again? Oh, man. 01. 01. Yeah. So you two. When I was, you were in year 10. I was in year 12. That was a, that was a high school camp that we met. 
Yeah, must that must have been it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. So what do you what do you remember? <laughs> so what was your impression? <laughs> he has a very deep voice. <laughs> like when deep I first voice. looked, when I first saw him, and I just expected him to have a very high pitched voice. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how unimpressed he looks. Well, no, but yeah, he was a very deep voice. So I was like, oh, that's very unexpected. Yeah, it's not a it's not a bad thing. It's it's a good thing. Is that is that all? Um, I mean, I didn't talk to him. I didn't talk to him. So, when did you start interacting with? Him? When was the last like you started to like realize who um, he was? Probably one fam, like when I finished high school, mm-hmm. and then maybe in my second year or third year, that's when I kind of started talking to him. Um, yeah, I'll give you my first yeah. impression yeah. of Minshik. Oh, okay. I remember that high school camp because yeah. that was the first and last high school camp that I went to. Uh-huh. Um, so you were in year 10, I was in year 12. And I still remember the first kind of interaction we had was I used to dress like very vibrantly as well. Like I, I used to, I had this pink hoodie. Do you remember when I had this pink hoodie on? The church camp hoodie? Yeah. Or? It was, no, no, it was like, it was my own hoodie, but I, I wore that. It was so like, it was disgusting, but I, I wore like a pink hoodie to camp. And then I wore like, it was like the middle of winter as well. But I wore these like short camo shorts. I don't know what I was thinking. Were you wearing white <laughs> socks as well? No, I was wearing like skins underneath. Uh, okay. and I was like, I was one of those like, so dumb. But this guy comes along, this guy comes along and he's like, he's like giggling. He's like giggling. <laughs> and then like, he comes, he comes up to me like, and it was just one-on-one. He's like, James, I like the way you dress. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he honestly <laughs> meant that. You weren't joking. You meant you meant it. Uh, Wait, what did so I you're say? You're like, oh, I like the way you dress. It's, well, it's, I said I like you, the you way. Always, you always say like, you always give like a little, oh, before you start speaking. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. Oh, I like the way you dress. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like you. <laughs> but that, but that, you, you said that. I was like, oh, thanks, man. And then were we, were we in the same like group for that camp? I feel like we were. I don't think so. Yeah, anyway, that was my first impression. I was like, oh, this, this guy seems to be a just all around good boy. Um, gives a lot of, oh. Don't worry about what the It's the way you talk, but. No, now, everyone's going to yeah. listen in now. Watch <laughs> the the video. We're getting cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That dynamic. What about, what about you, Adrian? What was your first impression of? First impression okay. would be at church. I think it was mm. maybe one of your first few times that you came to church. I think Keith brought, brought you. Mm, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I think we just said hello. But I was like, wow, this guy is huge <laughs> and jacked. And I was like, yeah, I got to get to know this guy. Because I just started my gym journey at that time as well. So I'm um. like, yeah, I got I to gotta intro myself to this guy and get some tips. Mm. But yeah, I just thought you just like pretty chill. Just, just. The biggest guy in our church. Other than that, we didn't really talk much until you we were in the same small group. Yeah, that's pretty much it. First impression. Yeah, my my first impression of Adrian was, um, I thought he was. He gave me the impression where he, he seemed really disinterested in everything, <laughs> because like he never made eye contact with anything. He would always just be like, and he had the same blank expression, almost like as if he's annoyed. <laughs> or a bit a bit pissed so that's why i was really intimidated and he was so tall 
like I'm not the tallest person and he's like super tall. And so already that those two factors made yeah. me feel like really intimidated. And then when I got to know him, when we got, I think it was like last year when we went into this same small group and you were in my group. Actually, actually when, when Marty told me that you were going to be a new guy in our group as well, I was like a bit nervous as well. I felt a bit nervous because like, oh man, is he going to like me or is he going to think I'm like this loser? Because <laughs> like, yeah. But then you were so nice. <laughs> so when I interacted with you, you were like actually a lot more bubbly and actually like a lot more kinder than I thought. And you actually like smiled and looked at me and I was like, oh, okay. He's capable of smiling. Uh, he has emotions. No, that's good. That's good. And um, <laughs> I'm a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which which is, was surprising at the time for me. But now- yeah, it, it makes me like think like, oh, yeah, like it's crazy that we're friends <laughs> now because I'm just like, oh no, it's cool. But look at us now, homies, homies, brownies. That's what we are. We're brownies. What's the meaning behind brownies? That's our small group name. <laughs> Do you Bra- remember it? Bible reading. Yeah. On yep. Wednesday night. Uh huh. In. Inspired. Inspired. In. In. Scripture, excellent scripture, excellent oh, scripture. Brownies. What's what's ours, Minchik? What's our what's our small group name? Soz. What does it stand for? Sons of Zebedee. Soz. Sons. Of, so do you guys just say we're Soz. But honestly, that that name is only for John and James. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys get the reference or the meaning behind that Bible name, then. Bible reference, uh, uh, a very niche Bible reference. <laughs> okay, son, soz, 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 and brownies. Brownies and soz come together. That's good. And, and what was, Adrian, your impression of James? Remember? James, did you ever go to another high school camp as a volunteer? Because I feel like you did. I don't think I did. You didn't? Yeah. Oh, I might be. Like, what? Oh, a year 12 one? Yeah, I feel like you did. So that's, I'm pretty you sure that's volunteered. my first memory was seeing you at a high school camp. Oh, maybe, maybe. But yeah, yeah I just knew you back in your rapping days. And I was like, oh, <laughs> the musical James. I was like, rap. this guy's actually a pretty good James. rapper. Oh. <laughs> but also back then when I saw your brother, I was like, bro, aren't those two the same people? Yeah. <laughs> I could not tell the difference between you two for like a solid few months. And I was like, wow, I'm tripping. But yeah, no, I remember you back in your singing days, your rapping days. I see. I'm yet to like experience James in that way. I'm, I'm sad that I... I don't think you missed I out well, on Yeah, I missed out on an era. An era of... Emo James. You know, when I first tried to talk to James in one fam, probably like first or second year, I kept calling him Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> and then every time he'd be like, it's James. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> No, I don't remember that. But I guess my first impression was with Adrian was, I think this was when like my, my dad was still at the church and he was walking around like the picnic tables outside. And at this point, I didn't know Adrian was Chinese. I thought he was Korean. And then, because he was hanging out, hanging out with like Minshig um, and Yumin and everything. And then I was walking by as well. And my dad was talking to you guys. And then you were saying how like, I think I was speaking in Korean or something. I spoke in Korean to you. I remember like, I think I spoke something in Korean and, I, and then you didn't understand. And then I realized, oh, this guy is not Korean. And that's, I, I remember that. Uh, um, I remember that moment outside in the picnic tables. But that was kind of my first impression. 
Tall bloke. Um, it's pretty Korean now. Big Korean. Because to be honest, like you could, you reckon you could get away with being. I reckon you yes. could get yeah, away yeah. with being Korean. To the audience, everyone assumes he's Korean. I feel at church because everyone's really shocked when they find out that yeah, you're Chinese. So this is a disclaimer, not made in Korea, <laughs> made, <laughs> made in China. China. <laughs> he's like yeah. the rest of everyone's outfits made in China. Well, well actually, no. You were born in Australia, were you? Yeah, Australia. Yeah. But your ethnicity, and then like before Adrian came into the Aztec team, like I knew him for like being the volleyball guy because mm. I, I see like all these like reels on Instagram with his with him like hitting all these spikes and him jumping so high, and I was mm. like, hmm. And he came into Aztec, and I was like, hmm, pretty athletic dude. Athletic dude. Now Minchik, what were your uh -huh. first impressions of AJ? This has got this has got to be the longest first impressions ever. <laughs> I'll keep a shot. I'll keep a shot. Same as Adrian, just like, wow, this guy's very fit. Like, I think when I first saw him, he was wearing a very like undersized shirt. He <laughs> <laughs> was very tight. <laughs> what? What are you on about? No, I never do that. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember precisely when I first met you. Um, it was at William's house. And. Um, that was the first time I hung out with people uh, at church. And I think you were like one of the first people that actually made me feel really welcome Ooh. ever, a part of the church community. Good because um, you were just very talkative and you seemed like interested in talking like and engaging in, in genuine conversation. And so I just remember you that. And then you got out the guitar and started singing. We started, And I was like, oh, you play guitar. And then you started singing and playing guitar. And I just remember that. And that's why I always say Minsik always makes me smile. <laughs> good memory, good memory. He was Thank you. a wholesome, Thank you. kind boy. And I just felt like, oh, he, like, I remember there was an instance where I was inviting a friend for the very first time. And I, I, I instantly thought of you and I was like, oh, can you? But he ended up flaking. But anyway, I messaged you and then you were like so easy to be like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll say hello to your friend. And oh. so I just, I was very. He ended up coming, right? Huh? He, he came, up. he came recently. Oh. A year later, after the initial invite. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> this was a different friend. Oh, yeah, I was thinking yeah. of him, um, yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 a different one. But yeah, so that's why, um, yeah, I have a fond memory of you. That's what I remember. Yes, but speaking of um, how we knew each other and how we all got to know each other, it's we're all combined. I mean, we all are united through one thing, and that's our faith. And... Uh, and that's why we go to church. Uh, and yeah, I, I guess we would take the time to ask you boys, how did you guys come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior? So Minsik, let's start on this side with you. Oh, me. Okay. I'll try to keep it like under two minutes. Um, I, I, I mean, I grew up in church, so um, I kind of had that, I guess, privilege of, yeah, just being growing up in a church. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Never took it seriously until after high school. Like, I only went because of friends. And then when we moved churches from Belfield to Granville, that's when I kind of started going less. I'd probably go to church like once every month. Um, and then I think that's when I kind of to start meeting new people. Um, like, a lot of new people joined our church at that time. So, like, Che, Ricky, uh, you mean Adrian... Um, and like um, a couple of the other girls in our grade. So um, 
I kind of started going a bit more because and I was just meeting new people. They were fun. Um, and then, yeah, we kind of had that accountability factor and then, yeah, just kept going and then fast track to one fam. That's when I started to take my faith a bit more seriously because, like, I wasn't sure why I kept going to church other than friends. So, uh, long story short, um, I guess I did my own kind of investigation um, to Jesus and then I, that's when I finally met him. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. What about you, Adrian? Me. So, I'm not born in a Christian household. Um, my parents are both Buddhist. Um, I first came to this church through, you mean? You invited me to high school camp back in year 11. And then that's when I first met Christ. But I knew Christ, oh, I knew of God from like primary school, like during scripture. Oh, yeah. wow. But like, I only did that for like, maybe two times and then they suddenly kicked me out so i went to like non-scripture classes hey, well, why'd you get kicked out i don't know why i just got kicked out maybe like you're like they'll ask you are you a christian are yeah maybe a- but then i don't know i don't remember what i said but yeah i got booted out so just went to non-scripture but anyways so i knew of him i knew like people believed that was got up there and then it was until high school camp just like i reckon pretty common as well like i was listening to everyone's testimonies and I was like, there's this night where everyone like kind of like sings and like praises God and like everyone's getting teary, everyone's crying. And I was like, whoa, what's going on here? And I was like, I was crying as well. I was like, bro, what's going on? And I think the song Good Good Father kind of stuck out to me at that time. I'm not sure what it was, but the lyrics kind of just spoke out to me. And then I guess from that day onwards, that night onwards, I kind of wanted to seek God more. Um, I guess I got curious of him. I just... I wanted to also experience the same miracles or testimonies that others shared. Mm. So I guess that's what drove me to know him a bit more. Mm. Fast track. Mm. Um, I kept going to church on Sundays. But I think at that time when I first came, I was finding it hard to understand the Bible. So I was kind of just going for a social aspect, kind of meeting friends, getting to know everyone. And then I was still like partying. Like back in high school, I used to party a lot, do the worldly things. Um, wasn't until maybe second year uni i think at that time i was like you know what maybe it's not it's not going anywhere all this partying and all this stuff like getting sick of it and i think other other factors as well so i I remember just one night just praying to god in my room and i was just praying that you know god and i'm hearing all these miracles um when when you're going to show me yourself to me when am I going to experience you? Um, I want to also experience the things I've heard of. And then I guess that night onwards, ever since that night, the days forward. Um, yeah, I think God's just slowly been revealing himself to me. Um, so I've also kind of slowly integrated myself into the church, kind of getting to know the congregation, kind of mingling with others. And I guess surrounding myself with our brothers and sisters is probably the number one tip I could give to a brother or sister that's kind of struggling in their faith. I think surrounding yourself with um, the right people will help you a lot and it will go a long way. But also praying. And then, yeah, I guess that's my testimony. Ever since then, I've just kept seeking God, trying to mature in Christ and mm. yeah, become more Christ-like. Yeah. Thank you for sharing.
Um, yeah, I do remember Adrian. I feel like Adrian's changed a lot, in my opinion. Because um, I think, I think over, the two, over the past two years, I feel like you changed a lot. Because I remember like the first season we played together in Oztag and you had a bit of a temper. But like now, now it's like very calm and now like, I feel like there's a different vibe around him. And then ever since he's joined like Marty's your your um, small group, yeah, very nice. Minshik, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but Minshik, I've I've heard I've heard his I've heard his testimony as well. But it's good to hear it again. Yeah, he's not going. He's like, mm, like a man. Uh, <laughs> Yes, no, no, yeah, I, I see Agent's growth from, first. oh, well, also just him coming out of his shell more, like he was super shy Yes, I was. when we, when we first started and now he's like so loud. <laughs> no, it's good. I, I like his loudness, which is probably like normal for most people, <laughs> but it's loud for him. So that's a good thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, thanks guys for sharing and. It's, it's, it's always refreshing to hear, I guess, from our brothers and where they are in their faith and how God has been working. Um, yeah, I guess um, you guys, all three of you actually, are in a similar life stage where you're all kind of heading toward full-time or doing full-time and finishing up study. Um, you're going to enter the workforce soon. What are some hopes or aspirations in terms of your faith and being a witness of Jesus to that circle or sphere. Mm. Like being Christian in a workplace. Mm. Mm. Precisely. What is what's something that, or so if, if you have shared your faith in maybe in the current jobs that you have, how's that been? Like any experiences? And if not any experiences, like what are you praying for and hoping for? Um, mm how your faith will look in, in the workforce. I think I think for me, like just being in a space where people accept you, and I think that's like pretty normal these days. Like they accept you for being, you know, certain religion, certain belief, certain faith, certain lifestyle. Um, because it's you know, it's work. And so if you don't accept it you could get in trouble. Mm. But I mean, yeah, just yeah, I think that also just gives me the opportunity to be a bit more open. And it's only awkward if you make it awkward. Mm. Um, so like when people ask me what I'm doing over the weekends, like sometimes I just say like, you know, oh, I'm going on a uh, going on a camping trip with my um, church group. Mm. And they're like, oh, this guy goes to church. And then a couple of weeks later, they ask me about church. It's like, oh, like, are you Christian or like Catholic? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm Christian. It's like, oh, I used to go to a like um, a Christian high school, yeah, and then like you know we just get small talk through that. So, yeah, just praise the Lord for you know these occurrences. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Adrian, what's something that you are hoping for? Because I know we've talked about yeah. this in small group, and we always push the boys. Mm. What I is think something for me? Back in the days, or not back in the days, but like when I first became a Christian, I think there was this huge misconception of like, 
I know I was very shy or scared to say I was a Christian to other people or like I believed in God because mm. I feel like I thought people would think differently of me. Mm. But I've realized that, yeah, people really don't care. Like they accept you of who you are, like what you believe in and they're like really accepting. So I think from my previous job, that was the first time I've ever mentioned Christianity in front of my workplace. Mm. So I like when I took leave off for the mission trip, I told them I was going to a mission trip and they're like, oh yeah, so where are you going? What do you do? And then I was just sharing and then like, I realized that yeah, it was very chill. Like people want to know more and like there's nothing to be ashamed of saying you're a Christian. And I think hopefully starting a new, I've started a new job now. Mm. And just like it says in the Bible, the great commission to mm. share the word. But I guess hopefully maybe um, in this new workplace, hopefully I'll be able to be actively share the word somehow or in a way that might not make people uncomfortable because we have a pride community mm. group right at our workplace and yeah. i was like yeah yeah that is scary because yeah i'm also experiencing that my, my company got bought out recently mm. and they're much we were bought out during the, that pride month and um my email signature was being changed to something else. And I was just had a couple questions from my manager. I was like, oh, is there any space to voice my opinion in terms of like, oh, if, if I have the right to be like, oh, am I allowed to just have a neutral email signature or does it have to be that? Because, you know, I'm someone that believes a certain, I believe I have certain beliefs and it's just something that I don't practice. And so that's why. Yeah, like a, that was a conversation that I felt like I needed to have. Um, but, you know, my manager said that's only just for the month and it will change back to normal. But yeah, it's just, it's it's hard because I also feel the kind of, um, kind of nervousness because especially people who come from that kind of background tend to have a very like emotional response to mm -hmm. rejection of their belief. And it's just hard to have like a conversation with someone without them making it feel like we're attacking them when in reality it's just like I, I just believe something different and it, and it doesn't mean that you're any less of a person if we disagree. It's just that's what diversity is all about. Learning to respect each other even if we disagree. We can still respect each other. So it's just, yeah. I'm, I'm still figuring that out and I think once our company fully gets into that space of being um, bought out and we're integrated into the company, I want to speak to HR and be like, hey, yeah, what, a, you know, how does that look like in terms of diversity and how we interact with different beliefs? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, James, on that topic for you, um, what is it like for you working and sharing your faith? I know this podcast is something that you talk about with your coworkers. Yeah, and like a couple of them like watch this as well. So I think I did share like I have I have experiences where I do share like my beliefs with my coworkers during a time where like there's no customers in the store and we get quite into deep talk and then I think disagreements are like bound to happen as well but mm. the thing like difficult thing is you guys have to work together the next day mm. and say like say like you and I disagree about something about a certain belief and it's a it's a it's a it basically means that like we have different values mm. and then we have a disagreement but we still have to work together i think 
understanding that the disagreement is always going to happen, but also like not impacting how we view each other. Mm. Um, I think that's important for us as Christians, but it's also important that we, like Minshik and our small group, like our small group kind of talked about this topic just briefly as well, but talking or communicating the gospel in a way that is very gentle as well, mm. so that we don't offend their feelings. Cause that's, I guess that's like the last thing that we want to do mm. is like, bash them about the Bible and saying, you're wrong, you're wrong, I'm right, I'm right. Mm. Um, I think that's not our goal, mm. but it's to really love them regardless of who they are, um, but in the same way, being firm on what we believe as Christians. And yeah, I've had a couple of experiences and I think the, the guy might be watching as well. Like, um, Shout out. Like, he, like he's, a, he's a vegetarian brother. Hello, mm. brother. <laughs> um, he's a vegetarian brother mm. and like we work together at the um, city store and every monday i get to have like a kind of a deep chat with him and like i think three four weeks ago we had like a three-hour chat during work and he was telling he was saying how how he became like a vegetarian mm. and um i think that kind of spiraled into the story of like what is right and what is wrong mm. um how can how can if the world says that vegetarian like vegetarianism is wrong um or because I, I explained how like say in like a in the Middle East where they eat like a lot of meats mm. I told him if you grew up in the Middle East do you think you would have become a vegetarian and that's kind of how like the, I, I started the question mm. and then we we're sharing our, our beliefs and he was sharing how he became a vegetarian as well and how um, I forgot how sorry brother I forgot how he became a vegetarian but I think, yeah, that kind of led into this topic of what is good and what is uh, what is right and what is wrong. Right, and right. The ultimate truth. And what is the ultimate mm. truth? Mm. And I guess that's where we discussed about our backgrounds and, um, yeah, it's it's going to get very deep though. I don't want to go too deep into it, but right, right, right. That's kind of my experience with sharing yeah. your belief in the workplace. Yeah, for me, I've been working full-time and in an office environment for like 10 years. And I've had like a lot of crazy stories. I think I've shared my testimony to at least two or three of my coworkers. At least four of my coworkers. Actually, wait. Yeah, four of my coworkers. I've shared my full-on, full-out. Like, um, Are they all non-Christian? Um, I would say they have a religious background, but they're not practicing christians i think they would identify that they believe in a god um but they still are somewhat you know worldly and secular in 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 their decision making and, and their morals and value values and um yeah even in the midst of that i guess my experience of just sharing what i've done and and just like sprinkling oh yeah i'm a christian oh, and i go to church over the years i do notice people when they know you're a Christian, they, they kind of watch you a lot more. And so if you have like a little comment, a slip or like, or say something mean, they're like, you're a Christian, but, and you're like, oh, dang it. Like, like they, they, they are, they have a magnifying glass where they'll continually watch you. So be aware of that as well. When you profess you're a Christian, they will read into everything that you say. So you have to be aware of that. But also I had um an experience where people, well, God bless me with an experience where like, I had a coworker that knew I was Christian came up to me and was like, 
can I talk to you about the Bible? And I'm like, yes, sure. <laughs> like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to have this? Like, I didn't ask you. you you're asking me, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so we had like, they were just asking about forgiveness, why we need to miss out. Like, yeah. I was like wow, let me tell you. <laughs> and so it was just those kind of opportunities God, I felt, really lined me up and gave me. But um, yeah, it's just, uh, especially when you spend time with people and do, I, like the one thing that I, I tried to do is to be really kind. So I just remember one morning, I just bought the whole team McDonald's for breakfast. I came in early and I got one. I was like, here's a McDonald's. And everyone's like, oh, you're so nice. Like, you know, just, just doing nice things randomly for people, I feel like is a good way also, not just to preach the gospel, but to, to act out the gospel. And that's just to be kind and loving to people in general mm. in random acts of kindness every now and then. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm surprised you had that experience when she just came up to you and said, can I talk about the Bible? Yeah. yeah. Did she have a Bible on her? Like- <laughs> no, because, uh, um, so it's interesting because she, her partner is, a, she's not religious, but her partner is Catholic. And so when she visited and had mass, she had a couple of issues and questions. Like she didn't mm-hmm. like how things were running. And she was like, why do you be forgiven? And can you explain that to me? I don't get it. And oh. I was like, sure. And then- Your view would have been very different to a Catholic's. Yeah, I'm yeah. Thinking, yeah. I, I also had a conversation with another coworker who said, "What's the difference between Roman Catholicism and Christianity?" And I was like, "Okay, let's go." And so go. I just I went to town <laughs> in a loving way. I did. <laughs> I did. Well, I was very frank and blunt um, in that, like, about my own convictions about what God's word says that is different from the convictions of a Roman Catholic and the practices they they have. And so I was blunt in that, like, yeah, it's not in the Bible some of the things that they say, whether it becomes about being a saint, like you, like we believe as Christians that we are all saints, followers of Jesus Christ were saints, but they believe that you can only become a saint when you live a life of good deeds and become a nun or a priest. And then um, you have to perform one miracle. And then after that, when you pass away, after a hundred years, you get ordained to be a saint and then people can pray to you. And to my understanding, I've read the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation in one go. Like I've, I've read it and I've never seen that in my experience of reading the Bible. Mm. <laughs> All 66 books, never seen anything of that nature to to have a practice. Like Paul is very clear. He addresses everyone as saints and it has nothing to do with any sort of works to my understanding. At yeah. least that was just a little snippet of that conversation is what we kind of went into. Mm, yeah. okay. That reminds me of Luke. That, that verse you just read to me in Luke, where, you know, pick up the cross and follow mm. me. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, Luke follow nine. Jesus, right? Not not mm. a saint, not a pope, mm. yeah. not any other figure, like just Jesus. And that also just ties in with, like my verses on Matthew 6, mm. just pray to the Father in secret. Like there's only one way to God. Yep. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. Yeah. <laughs> no one comes to the Father except through, mm. through him. I didn't know you had a new job. Where where'd you start? <coughs> I'm working at Texas now. Texas. Oh, <laughs> Texas. Texas. Yeah. Um. Do you, do you guys have a fear of um getting cancelled in work? Like getting cancelled. Do you think that's possible at all? No. At no, work. Like fired. Yeah. You. You meaning like or like for our beliefs or, or for our beliefs? So oh, like oh, no, no so there's like a LG. BTQ like party, mm. um, and then you say, 
I don't stand for this. I don't want to attend the party just based off my beliefs. Is that okay? Yeah, they'll, they'll accept yeah. that. I think, Is I it more... If they cancel us, that'll be like discrimination at that point because uh-huh. for our, our religion and our race. Yeah. Well, what about the culture? Do you think like your work workmates would view you differently or mm. treat you in a different way? They're like, oh, you're that guy. You're the, you're the traditional guy. Yeah, it really, I think it depends on the people in the situation. Mm. I think most people who don't practice LGBTQ, like lifestyle, but yet, you know, are, are well-meaning and saying, oh, yeah, I support you guys. Um, but I think those kind of people aren't the ones to then be very passionate if anyone disagrees. But it's the ones that do practice it and that do abide and follow it, like, you know, and full on support it. I think they're the ones that will probably start to view you differently or mm. or attach mm. um, attach their thing. It, it really depends on the people. Because I've had another friend who was in a work environment where he explained to me like he wanted to print out like a bible verse that he he printed it out on the work printer and one of the workers got really angry mm. and you know they're not a you know at that time there wasn't really much of lgbtq like pride and stuff this was a while back and um it was just those group of people just didn't like it and they even said oh i hate christians i really don't like and it's just like their view so i think it really depends on the people and the social temperature and the social climate of that workforce again i think i think we just need to be loving like like you said ij mm. just yeah really you know follow, following god chasing god and you know doing that everywhere you go whether it's outside work at work mm. and i don't see a reason for people to see us mm. negatively mm. yeah do, james do you get that fear either uh, you'd be a lie to say i don't like um definitely because i feel like it's also kind of become the norm almost and they kind of expect you to be on board with all with all the like mainstream beliefs of um accepting mm. you know um even like like my experience like even last week i think i think pride week is coming up pride week yeah probably yeah. months Pride Month, I think, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, one of my coworkers was looking up at like, there's like these pride, um, like rainbow colored sandals. And she was looking at them. And I was like, oh, those are interesting sandals. Mm. And, then, and then she replied like, yeah, this is for Pride Month. And then um, she kind of she kinda said, um, yeah, it's a Pride Week. And then, like, one of my other coworkers said, "Yay!" But I, I didn't say anything. I didn't. I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, waiting for my response. She was like, "Yes." It's, it's kind of like yeah, I, I think I see. I see the perspective, and like, a lot of the. I feel like a lot of the um, things that social media also like distributes to our feed as well impacts mm. a lot of the younger generations, especially our generation. Yeah. Um, I think looking at the high school people now as well, like. Yeah, so it, different. I think it's it's probably confusing for a high school student that goes to church and that has a family that is Christian, and and then hearing, um, you know, the secular message of acceptance, yeah. which is, which is really not acceptance in my opinion, um, in terms of how they say if you don't accept me, I don't accept you, and it's just like well. 
think there's more to it than that. And I think that's a bit cancel culture like if if people are going to discount you as a person just because you don't agree and or you don't choose to practice yeah. and i think i think there should be more conversation around that rather yeah. than just the instant like and i feel like that's that's the attitude that i feel yeah, i yeah. observe There's that's no just my yeah. experience yeah. like i just feel like if i were to disagree with anyone that has that kind of um, belief then yeah because i but you know i do experience people all that li- that are in that community and they're a bit understanding um one of my uh high school friends actually ended up um transitioning and became uh well, what they say non-binary and and changed from a biological man to um nothing or to be more like a woman and so it was interesting having a conversation with someone, but because he, they, whatever they want to identify as, it's, it's really hard to kind of process yeah, this. Trying to be careful. Yeah, I'm just trying to be careful, but I, I want to be respectful. But at the same time, I do want to stand up for my beliefs and say, I don't practice that. I don't believe that. But this was someone I grew up with mm-hmm. and is my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were understanding enough when... I was struggling to say certain things or say certain pronouns or whatever. They understood enough to be like, oh, I, I get it. You, you know, his family is Christian and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's it's one of those things where it, it's, it's, it's an interesting conversation. But yeah, my point being is that there are people from that community that is understanding as well. But mm-hmm. I just hope um, we're not afraid of each other um, because at the end of the day, if we are followers of Christ... We're called to love them and respect them, um, but also uphold honestly what we believe as well. You know how you mentioned your parents were Buddhist, right? Yeah. Um, I'm reminded because my friend also was sharing how he likes to pick what he likes to believe in from other, other religions. And he was saying how he likes the, I think the way he described Buddhism was how there's the afterlife and you, you're reborn as reincarnation, yeah, reincarnation yeah, yeah. as a different organism. Yeah, yeah. How was your experience? Like, were you able to like share to your parents that you're Christian now? Or? Yeah, so when I was getting baptized, um, a, night, a few nights before, I was like, oh yeah, this is another story. So basically on the night I was supposed to, because obviously I have to tell my parents I was getting yeah. baptized. It's a big thing. So one night I was going to tell my parents and then I was just walking back and forth from my door uh-huh. to the living room. I was, I probably did that like a hundred times. Yeah, I, probably, I, was, I was like messaging him, like, have you done it yet? <laughs> and you're just like, no, I'm still walking. I probably did that for two hours. I just walked back uh-huh. and forth and I was like, oh, how do I tell her? Like, I was always scared of like how she would think, how she would react. Cause she's a pretty strong Buddhist. Uh-huh. And then I guess I finally had the guts to tell her and yeah, it actually went out better than I thought. She, she was like, oh yeah it's your life you you do what you want understand what you want to believe in but she did also kind of like be like oh you know like oh this stuff's not true let me tell you a story because she loves telling me stories mm-hmm. about buddhism but i guess what made it easy was also growing up i didn't really believe in buddhism when i went to temple and stuff like that when i heard the stories from my parents it didn't really click with me like i was like oh this is a bit too much it's a bit yeah. fake at this point to my at least in my opinion yeah. okay and yes i guess i didn't really have any struggles of choosing what to believe in or like choosing like each 
like oh, some stuff from Buddhism makes sense and I'll take that with me. Mm-hmm. I kind of just like didn't believe in any of it. Mm-hmm. And then Christianity. So if that answers your question. Wait, did you ever like have a chance to like kind of share like your Christian views to them as well? Or um, No, not really. Yeah. I kind of just like told her I was getting baptized, yeah. going to church. Um, and then we ended up there. I mean, she, do you know how you brought your... Um, your three friends to the Easter service, right? Oh, yep, yep. Um, I remember like one of them was from an Islam background. Mm-hmm. Like, and you kind of shared a little bit about having a discussion about religion with him as well. What was that experience like sharing your beliefs in Christianity mm. to non-believers who believe in a different religion, say? Yeah, so one of them was, yeah, Islam background and another one was just um, atheist. Um, so I was at my like road trip with my, you know, society at uni and then like, I don't know, there was, there was just a chance where like we're kind of gassed out after coming back from the beach and then I was just in a room with one friend of mine and then he was just like, he started it. He was just like, oh, like, Yo, you're Christian. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, no, not like oh, started uh, it. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he initiated. Just up, yeah, initiated the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're Christian. Like, uh, yeah, I'm confused. Like, what's, yeah, like, what do you guys believe in? Stuff like that. And as I'm telling him about it, that's when um, that's when he walks in. And then, like, two minutes later, that's when the other friend walks in. So then we're just talking about our differences because um, one was Jewish, I was Christian, um, my other friend was Islamic, and then um, the other friend was just atheist. So, I don't know, it was just, it was just like, we, we had a lot of fun just, Telling about each other's differences, and then mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was just we were just having a discussion to learn, not to um, you know argue. Um, so it was it was pretty nice, and so like kind of we 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 ended that discussion with like, you know, oh hey, I'd love to you know bring you to my bring you to my church one day, like um, if you, if you're down, and then mm-hmm. he's like, yeah yeah, hundred percent, mm-hmm. I'd be so down. So I was like, yeah, very like I guess yeah. touched by that, um, yeah, and that's how I ended up bringing him in, but. In terms of talking about our differences, like if if you both have the heart to just, I guess, mm, try to like learn from each other. Yeah, naturally, like you know, like you'll start to question things um, in a good way, um, and really start thinking about the important things in life. Um, yeah, but yeah, I like there are some friends in my life that I'm really thankful for. Um, cause like, you know, they've taught me a lot of things on the way and like, I have a lot of respect for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Hmm? <laughs> what? Adrian was wondering if it was, he was one of those <laughs> close friends of yours that you appreciate. And so wisely. Jokes. Wait, 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 I, I didn't hear him. I didn't. What did he say? Is that, is that me? Is that is that, you? You literally just said that my closest friends that I appreciate, <laughs> and he's like, and Adrian was insinuating that he's one of them. Ah, oh, funny when you explain it, bro. I know we had to like give him the four one one after the joke, which is <laughs> sorry, I didn't hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. I feel I feel bad for not um bringing um you mean on board as well. Like. I, We've only got space for two marks, so that explains it. So apologies. Sorry, bro. Top two. It's <laughs> <laughs> too busy playing Small Diablo. Group, small group uh, um, preferences. So. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> well, Probably doing this assignment. Other than, other than that, 
What are you? What are you guys interested in? I, I, like, I know like Minchix was like into games and stuff before, but what do you what do you guys do nowadays? Like on your spare time, other than like sport? Because I know you do sport a lot. A lot of you guys both do a lot of sport. You do like you do a lot of the volleyball organizing. You do a lot of the uh, most tag organizing. Um, both good leaders in their respective sport. Mm-hmm. But is there anything else that you guys do that would fascinate? Me, IJ, and our audience. I'm like, you're interested. sorry, bro. I just, I'm it's pretty, pretty boring. boring. <laughs> At the same time, that was in unison just now. Dang, should have brought on you, mean. <laughs> you know, this is like he it, would have more interest. I was, stuff. I was trying to milk some good stuff before when we were having dinner. Yeah. Both of them literally just said, "Yeah, we're boring." No. Oh, I got one. Oh, okay, here one. we go. Um, I like to do this in my lunch break a lot. I had lunch with Adrian recently and then Adrian's like, oh yeah, I'm going back to work. And then I was like, oh yeah, I'm on my way to talk to a few people. What pe- what sort of people are we talking about? There's a lot of JWs in front of my <laughs> office. <laughs> yeah, I re- you were mentioning it. Okay. And I just, yeah, I just try to take every opportunity to talk to them. And it's interesting. It's always someone different every single time. And they're from like across New South Wales. So yeah. Apparently there's like hundreds of them. And, yeah, and you were telling me the intensity of which you would pursue a conversation that it would continue on by what would you ask them for? Oh, like what do I ask them? No, what did what did you what do you normally they never they never respond, but what did you ask? Oh, um no, I mean like um like a couple of days ago, like I was talking to this couple and then um like honestly they were like one of the most genuine people I've met. Are very mm. kind, compassionate, and like mm. willing to listen and everything. Um, and then there's also people that um, they like when I question them on something, they're just like shaking their head, shaking their head, and then um, like they'll just jump to a different verse that is not you know the verse I kind of showed them. Mm. So I'm like, oh, like you know, what do you think of this verse? Um, and then they're like, oh, but if you see in this verse, and they just jump to a completely different. Mm. You know, part of the, and it's not like even related. And is it read in the right context? Is it understood? No, not at the all. Right not at all. Structural um, tone and everything like that. None. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But there are people that um, understand that. They're like, oh yeah, I see, I see. Like um. So I have a, I have a mixture of different experiences um, when I talk to these people. But you know, it all comes from heart. Like yeah, I, yeah. I go to just, you know. I want to really see what they believe. Yeah. And if they really believe it in their heart or if they just believe what they're told. Mm. Um, because not sure if you guys know, they have this website called J- like jw.org. And on I went on it. I went on the website and like, can I just say it, it's one of the like best websites I've ever seen. As in like, sorry, the way it's designed. Mm. It's so like neat, professional and like just, the way you navigate through it is like almost immaculate. And I, I think that's the dangerous part because they heavily rely on like the Watchtower material and like their website. Mm. So if I question them on something, they go straight to the website. They're like, oh yeah, I see your point. They get their phone. They're pressing a few things and they're like, yeah, so um, we believe that and they're just reading off a script. Right, right. Um, so their vision statement, their mission statement is all kind of there. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, like, and it's like well rehearsed. Yeah, and just the material on the website is just, when you read it, it sounds very like, it sounds legit. 
Mm. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. It sounds legit, but um, yeah. When you say legit, legit, do you reckon it's still like vague? It's an impressionistic language, but with like it's very vague still. How would you describe? Mm. Like for example, like mm-hmm. when they talk about like you know the resurrection of Jesus, mm. like what they write on their website, I'm I'm pretty sure it's like it's sourced from somewhere else, and so th- they take things and like make their website look. Legitimate, and then they start putting in things that are different to what we believe. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, that I think that's where the danger is. Yeah, there's a lot of um, old books that are kept out of the you know 66 that I guess our, our Bible is is formed of, um, and there's a lot of crazy old scriptures out there that isn't considered like there's oh, there's I, I remember I was just watching these youtube videos on like um text that the church rejected because it just wasn't either god inspired and some of the stories was like there was one text that was saying claiming that it was the time during jesus's years as a child and it was saying like stories of how jesus would kill other children because of his powers (laughs) it was so like dumb some of it like some of it sounded more fan fiction but these were written in, in ancient times and in claiming to be a part of the gospel. And th- these were the books that were cut out, but yeah, there was just a lot of crazy stuff out there. And I can see how people can take ancient texts like that, that is that we don't as Christians, as Presbyterians don't accept into our scriptures. And I can see how other, I guess, variants of Christianity or other um, denominations of Christianity can sometimes take those texts and, and, and form it. Mm. into their belief so it's interesting mm. yeah. I always go so over time on my lunch break <laughs> like it always ends up being like a two hour lunch break yeah um, I, m- I remember you telling me you got like um, you, you would even get to the point where you you would ask for their emails and then continue the email conversation then they wouldn't just wouldn't respond yeah um, what I learned was when I had my very first talk with them I was bringing up like six different points um, what I learned is just, you know, focus on one and then, you know, when they see the flaws in just one of their, you know, beliefs, that's when they can start questioning other things. Cause like, like I mentioned, as soon as they, I guess, um, like whenever you, que- as soon as they get questioned by something, they mm. go straight to the watch uh, So if I'm able to just, you know, like just share, you know, one, I guess, flaw that I came across in their, you know, website, um, I think that really opens their hearts and like, you know, you know, like, f- for example, I do have time. Can I yeah, go, go ahead. Like, um, like they believe that Jesus is created. So mm-hmm. that, um, so they will um, go to the verse where, you know, it says that he's the firstborn. Mm. Um, I think it was in uh, Colossians, I think. Um, and, yeah, they're like, yeah, it's firstborn. So firstborn means, like, you're the first one, you know, created, right? And I'm like, yeah. Like yeah, like I, I suppose like you know if I'm the oldest in my family, I'm the first born in that family. But you know, <laughs> yeah, King yeah. David, David was called the firstborn, mm. but he was like the youngest. Yeah, that's a good point. He was the youngest of eight. Um, and so, like you know, I'd be like, oh, like what does firstborn mean here? Mm. Mm, and then mm. um, they're like, oh, that's a good. And then they go to their website, or whatever. Mm. Um, but then they can't answer that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that to you know put them on the spot and make them look bad or embarrass no, no, them. No, but yeah, it's yeah. just like, yeah, like what? Well, um, 
yeah, like let me tell you what I think because mm. you know, firstborn doesn't mean like first one created, like first one born in the family. But um, like in this in this verse and chapter, it's talking about like the highest position, mm. right? David was the um, uh, what was the word like the high, like the highest king, like highest position, like um, mm. of I guess the earth, like of the kings, and so like he was anointed by God. Yep. And so, um, like, yeah, that's, we're talking about that in this. And then they're like, aha. And they, that's when they like read something on their watch chart. They're like, oh, this is talking about Jesus. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> um, and I was like, no, nah, it's David. And they're like, oh, no, 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 like, it's Jesus. And I'm like, you know, let's read together. Uh-huh. And then, like, it's David. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know, um, like, like please just read the chapter because I know because um, we're reading at Psalms at this point somewhere. Mm. That's where David's mentioned the firstborn, and I'm, mm. I told them, like I know Psalms is a lot of it talks about you know Jesus's you know you know prophecies or like mm. you know what's coming, but if you just read this chapter, like it's clearly just about David and his mm. family and the covenant that you know mm. God gave to um, David and his family. And so this verse is definitely about David. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, just have a read. Um, and then they take that and they're like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. But then, like, yeah. No, that's interesting because you don't really realize how people interact different, like, like um, denominations or different variants of Christianity. You don't realize how much people are invested in the holy text that they claim to believe in. And, um, yeah, it, it just shows the testament of the difference between our church and our churchgoers and, and, and how we read god's word and interact with it as opposed to um someone else that seems like that they i'm not saying that all of them are like that but the ones that you've were describing they rely heavily on a website mm. rather than their own time wrestling with god's word mm. and understanding but okay that's so Minchi, when are you going to become a missionary Oh, hey, you don't need to go to another country. Let's 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 break down that statement. Like, any, our mission field is anywhere you are. You don't oh, need man. to go to oh, another man. country to become a missionary. If anything, being in Australia means that the the countries are coming to like the nations are coming to us. You know how much untapped like people that haven't heard the gospel that probably just live in Sydney or other like migrant families that come here. I'll rephrase that joke. So Minchik, when are you gonna become a pastor? Graceland pastor. Yeah. Smartin, this guy's the next candidate. Adrian. Minchik's done a lot of talking today. Adrian's got more field experience than me, so I would nominate Adrian. Oh gosh. How is um how is how is dating been like? And how has that kind of has that helped you kind of grow towards Christ? some way or yeah i think for people who don't know i am dating a sister in our church called julie and i guess this whole dating journey has been very very beneficial for me Uh obviously it's in god's plan for me but i think she has definitely helped me mature in christ a bit more and i guess i should be the one leading in this relationship but for the time being, she kind of has time. been leading and like kind of like driving me more towards God and kind of keeping me more accountable. Mm. And I think, yeah, I think it's my responsibility now just to 
kind of grow in the word and to learn more and to hopefully one day lead because mm. the male should be leading yeah you're on, you're on the right track you have a heart to to want to do that and yeah. just keep doing what you're doing um i think um over dinner i was really touched about what you said when i asked you now that your work going into full-time work and um you have a bit more time what was what are mm. you going to fill your time with yeah i told ij at dinner i said i wanted to meet more brothers in our church one-on-one just like in my spare time now that i don't have to you know stay up doing assignments mm. hopefully just catch up with other brothers and see how they're going in their faith adrian will shout you food <laughs> if that's the reason you come out so be it <laughs> oh man of god just a drink oh, oh. Minsk, you didn't say that though <laughs> you didn't say that he said it <laughs> gaslighting <laughs> but yeah no to answer your question dating has been very good um I think, although it's, I don't know, I guess bad to say, but like, I don't know where I'm going, but like, kind of like, it shouldn't be the reason why I'm growing closer to God through uh-huh. dating, uh-huh, uh-huh. I guess, but in this case, it has been. Because there's that, there's that conception of like, you have to be completely ready to start dating. Because that's kind of how like, I, I asked that, um, would you rather marry when you're 18 years old or 40 years old? I asked that question to Tom yesterday and he said, you'll listen in the um, podcast. He said he was when he's 40 years old. Mm-hmm. And I think people have like different um, opinions on like when you're ready to date as well. Mm. Could you grow or do you have to be completely ready before dating? Could you grow whilst dating or do you have to completely be ready before dating? And I guess, yeah, people have different opinions. So I'm just interested to hear. Um, also, like, do you guys think, like, just on, like, a Christian dating, like, a non-Christian? I'm not saying you're a non-Christian, brother. I'm not, this, this is a completely different segment, but, like, what are your thoughts on a Christian dating a non-Christian and, um, I don't know. Because like, I've seen this, I've seen this with, like, my friends as well my Christian friends, and they say, oh, I'm dating, what's this? Just searching up a yeah, Bible I think, passage. Yeah, I think that, I know what passage you know what passage I'm talking about? Yoked? Yeah, do yeah, not yeah, yoke that's, with that's exactly what I'm, yeah. I was going to look that up. So, so let me complete the question. <laughs> yes. Um, and the Christian person says, oh, I'm bringing this person along and uh, I'm going to transform them into a Christian. Do you think people can change people I mean, we've we've seen it happen, right? I'm I'm just saying, like I'm not saying like that's the approach. Mm. Like you know, oh, just because it's happened, therefore, like we can do it yeah, too. Because we see it multiple times. Like it happens. It's in, in our, our church. church yeah. yeah, like there are like very like beautiful couples in our church, and yeah. you know they've had a story of you know Christian and non-Christian dating. Um, but I think um, for us, like we even had like a kind of seminar kind of thing recently. Mm. And like, we want to really encourage for like our, I guess, um, circle of you know people not to really do that because it's just like I don't know. I'm struggling to find the words. Yeah, I I agree on that sentiment. Oh, I went to another church where a woman shared her testimony where she married a non-Christian, and 
they were together like she's in her 80s and um you know on his deathbed he ended up coming to christ yeah, yeah, yeah. but she said if i could do it all again i wouldn't marry a non-christian she just said that showing i love my husband but i would never do that again i would mm-hmm. never do that just from because um yes there are cases where people can come to christ but there are cases as well that you see now that don't and also in the bible we have so many stories of how you know king solomon was led astray by wives of different beliefs and he was led astray by by their beliefs and so i just feel like why wouldn't you want to if the most important relationship to you is god that's your number one relationship shouldn't the person that you're being with have the exact same sentiment because at the end of the day you're going to both want this marriage not because you want um each other to love each other more you you you're going to be in this marriage because you want the other person to love god more at the heart of it our, our marriage is going to be built on christ jesus and if you don't have that i would then be like well at the end of the day if you are looking to a non-christian you're going to have to ask yourself are you going to bow down to god or are you going to bow down to them mm. i think that makes sense i've had a conversation with one of my family members about it and let's just say they didn't like what i had to say <laughs> and i had to kind of apologize but anyway but that was that was how confronting it was because i was just like that's what that, well that's what my mom told me as well and i and that was one of the reasons as to also i had um someone that i liked for like 11 years growing up and she was a roman catholic i was a christian and but she wasn't just a nominal Roman Catholic, she was devout. She was devout, devout. Mm. And so, and I was pretty strong on where I am as well. And so I had to say no, because at the end of the day, my mom always hammered that. It's like, are you going to bow down to God? Or are you going to bow down to them? Because mm. essentially that's the decision that you're making. And so I was like, okay. And so I said no. <laughs> yeah. So that's what happened. Yeah. That must have been a very like difficult, I guess, decision for you. Yeah, it was because you're because like because at the same time like you have emotions and you feel like your flesh is saying I like this person I like this person mm. and then but then the other side is saying but God is telling me am I am I enough am I enough for you because even now that's still the same question that I ask myself um, going through singleness and and wanting to be in a relationship but it seems like God hasn't put that on the table at the moment and so. It's always constantly being like, but God, you are enough. That's the internal conversation that I'm having with God every time I question it. But yeah, but yeah, I would just say, uh, I, like I, as much as we can give examples of how it could work, at the end of the day, who is God to you is the deeper question. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh. mm. <laughs> oh, deep. Uh. <laughs> I, I guess I, I just want to ask like one final question to these boys like what does a future look like for you what's in plan what's in store what's on your mind starting from Adrian I guess future um, I guess next five ten years next five to ten years wow that's very far next five years no next five years well I'm finishing uni now so it'll be that full time life um, I don't know maybe Obviously, try to get a better job. 
but I guess you just got one, bro. Yeah, right. true, 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 true. <laughs> but it's not like accounting firm. It's not really related to my degree. Yeah. Other anyways, um, like working your way up, working my way up, kind of things, and I guess maybe try to get more involved in church a bit more still. Um, probably ten more, bit more inland mission trips. Oh, we should have touched it's, on yeah, that. Actually, we should have. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, shout out. And then mission trip. They're yeah. on the yeah. trip right now. Yeah. yeah. Shout out praying. Suffering in a cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just trying to connect with the brothers out there. I feel like um, we have a very good community out there. Mm-hmm. And we already have a very good relationship that we've built from prior years. So I think just continuing to develop that and kind of growing and yeah, growing our relationships with them as because we should surround our brothers and help each other out. And I guess personal, maybe in the next five years, marriage. Yeah. Good Big steps. Man. Not sure when, but it's in it's in it's in the works kind of thing. It's in the works. It's in the works. <laughs> in the works. Oh. Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> Start saving up. <laughs> what about oh you, man. Uh me. Um I'm gonna graduate this year. So I mean, I'm sorry. Finish my studies this year. So yeah, just working. Um, but I want to like, I'd say, I'd say I'm pretty busy at the moment just with my like life. I want to kind of keep it that way after, like, you know, just not, you know, not just work and then go home and then next day work again. Like on a, yeah, kind of like Adrian touched on, um, like stay involved in the church or if not be more involved, um, and just, you know, meeting people, meeting good people, um, I want to encourage you boys to start discipling the younger men. You should start doing that, y'all. They don't oh, take what, what are the young ones right now? <laughs> no, you're not. No, not anymore. <laughs> no, you're not. You guys are old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, thanks, Jane. No, oh, that's yeah. good. Well, that's young ones now, Adrian. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think that should be, on that note, I think like, we should finish on that note, just thinking about the future, thinking about the future generation and thinking about now you guys are getting more free time, yeah. all of you boys. Uh, I think it'd be it'd be great to start to think about how you can fill your time in the future generation of sharing what you've learned with God and your walk with God to the year below you, and how you could um, point them because they're probably in the critical stage, rather thinking where they should should they stay at church or go. But here you guys are being that. Um, maybe that word of God that they need, that confirmation. Mm-hmm. So let's look into those spaces and really pray mm. about those opportunities. But on that note, guys, what a fruitful, great, fat podcast. <laughs> we, we just went everywhere today. <laughs> went everywhere. I felt like it was, and we touched on yeah. topics at a good. I enjoyed uh, it. Right? You enjoyed it? Yeah. Not bad for a first podcast. Yeah. You boys were both pretty nervous coming in. When you were telling me, Loki, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't. Oh, You're a liar. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you've been listening to the King's Army podcast with your host IJ, James, and your guests Adrian and Minshik. Till next time, God bless and stay classy. Bye.